Welcome to our podcast, Today is Weird. We are your hosts, Rhea and Alex. Two friends living in the mountains of Asheville, North Carolina, talking about how intuition operates and when things get weird. Weird. Hello, how's it going, Rhea? I'm doing okay. How are you doing? <laughs> I'm good. Well, yeah, today, feel, today, today feels weird. It does feel we weird. Really, you know, named our podcast well. Um, so we wanted to talk a little bit today about a check-in on 2020. I think you probably just heard one of my dogs shake. We've got dogs going on again. Uh, doing a little Zoom here today. Um, and then go into the Akashic Records and what Ooh. they are. Um, I'll be interviewing Rhea to talk a little bit about that um, because it's what she does. Yep. <laughs> so how you feeling let's talk about where we are with 2020 we were talking about doing a whole episode on this possibly next week so be looking for that too but yeah tell, tell us about your world right now yeah um I mean I still definitely feel like we're kind of in this suspension state right and it feels like people are starting to get kind of antsy and like, when is it going to be over? What is next going to look like? Um, there feels like a kind of sense of urgency around even like finishing all the projects that you said you were going to do or wanted to do during this time. Um, but I'm trying to just still take it one day at a time. I'm having a really hard, uh, I don't want to say hard, but I just, I can't even imagine what's next. I can't, I can't even see, I don't even know what I'm doing, you know, after the quarantine. I really feel very present and that I need to take it one day at a time. So that's still where I'm at with that. 2020, I don't know. In a weird way, I feel like we're going to kind of be in this hanged man tower combo <laughs> something. Mm-hmm. For the rest of the year, whatever that looks like. Um, It doesn't really feel like the fear and kind of the mania is going to continue. I think there's always going to be challenges moving forward, especially with the economy and some stuff, you know, in the physical world that's going to repercussions of just all this that's happened. But it also feels like a lot of new things are going to kind of be bringing together or brought together and birthed through this. Uh, and it'll be really interesting, but it does just feel like a fugue state, if you will. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. That totally makes sense. What about um, you? <clears throat> yeah. I mean, I think one day at a time, um, you know, we've talked about this before where I kind of moved <laughs> my, my dog tomato is like, come under the table. She wants to be a part of the podcast. Uh, she's like licking me and I'm like, lie down to her. Uh, so, you know, I think I, again, I want to just like say like, I, I enjoy being alone. I'm an introvert. So um, being in my house doing lots of like yard projects, things like that have, has been really, really helpful for me um, as well as, you know, um, understanding things on a spiritual level. So like the term that I use is like spiritual resourcing, because sometimes the timing wise in the moment, spirituality is not the best thing to do. I think in this, it's been very helpful for me to have spiritual resourcing practices, meditation, things like that for my nervous system, not being around a lot of people has really helped my nervous system not feel so entangled I guess that's not even the right word but just feel kind of like uh I don't have to do a lot of file dumping I guess is the way I'd put it at the end of the day 
which is really helpful. But you know, the thing I really miss is like this, like we'd be in person, like I'm, I'm pretty over seeing people on a, on a video. I just had a, a conversation over the phone with a friend and I'm like, I'm tired, you know, like, I'm like, I don't want to have these technology conversations anymore. Um, I'm ready for, for things to like, be able to like meet and have conversations in person. Um, so that I'm looking forward to. And of course my heart is really, really big in like small businesses. Like I'm watching friends really, really, you know, feel a lot of, of course, anxiety around what's going to happen in their small business. You know, we live in the Asheville, Western North Carolina area where small business is so huge. Um, and you know, people have worked hard for that. So, uh, but that's like a lot of where my heart, heart goes to. Um, and then, you know, I'm a psychic medium, like, uh, so I'm always alternatively thinking about what is happening. Um, I feel like there's so much psychic confusion is how I'll put it. Like, it doesn't really feel like anyone knows exactly <laughs> what's going on. And so that I think is confusing, but I love that you brought up the hanged man because that's actually very hanged man. It's like, okay, what if you don't know? What if you, you know, like part of, part of his learning is like this process of turning your world upside down a little bit and spiritually resourcing. He's got the crown on his head um, in the tarot cards and then is like connected to the 12th house in astrology, which is like can be reduced down to self undoing, but it's, it's Pisces, it's Piscean. It's like, um, the subconscious it's like, okay, what's being brought to the surface, which I love because a lot of my friends, uh, especially with lots of Virgo in their child, uh, are, um, like having these really crazy vivid dreams and talking about that and like this kind of like discharge of like things psychically. So, um, you know, I, I feel like, you know, again, like we're never going to like have this tight time, um, you know, this way again. And then like, I am not an astrologer, but I definitely look to astrology for a lot of things. And, you know, Mercury went into Aries, which is like an impatience around that. Um, and then around staying at home because <clears throat> Aries is very action oriented. You're not going to tell me what to do in, the, in a really great way. It's that fire sign. It's our first house. Um, and so, you know, and then we've got a lot going on in general, like with Taurus and Uranus, and then also with Saturn in Aquarius. And that's about to go retrograde and then direct again. So it's kind of interesting because we're just being asked to look at structures in this different kind of way. And like, you know, knowing that guidance allows me to think like, okay, what are some structures that I rely on? Um, what are some systems that I rely on? And I just see that like permeating all kinds of groups, you know, political things, ideas, as well as, you know, just like <clears throat> going to the grocery store, like the like macro and micro. So it's just been interesting to like pay attention to it. And again, I have the, the luxury of having to pay attention to it in that way, even though my business has been affected, it's, it's adaptable. So that's, that's huge. <laughs> so, um, and I've been learning a lot from that, but we talked about that on the last podcast, but yeah, that's where I'm at. All yeah. Of that. <laughs> it's a weird time. I mean, I think, so weird. I, you know, I'm very glad that a lot of my friends are being really careful or really practicing 
um, the distancing. Uh, I even mm-hmm. found out that one of my friends did have the virus um, in New York City and, and basically kind of had a hunch about it when he got back home to D.C. and immediately went into crazy quarantine, like has not been in contact um with anyone except for medical professionals. I mean, obviously, other than on the phone or whatnot, but for over a month, which is wild. Um, Wow. Yeah, but he had a really great mindset about it. I mean, I do think that most of the people I've been in contact with are trying to really stay positive. I have heard some stories of, you know, kind of living alone and feeling kind of scared um, or just, you know, lonely. Uh, also some friends that are working during this time and either the business is kind of taking advantage of that fact or they just happen to be slammed this time of the year. And so they actually, there's some envy and kind of, um, frustration that they don't get to take advantage of this time for themselves. So there's this gratitude that they have a job, but also kind of this backspin of like, they're not able to be in it like a lot of other people are, even if they, are kind of sad not to be working, those people do kind of have a chance to reevaluate a lot in their life. Um, so it's an, it's an interesting thing. And I've been thinking a lot more on, you know, I hope that people kind of take notes from this and that a lot of the community that's being built and people showing up for these small businesses. And um, it really does feel like even in the Asheville area, people have really showed up in a beautiful way. And I hope that continues, you know, because this is a moment that we're realizing what really matters. And I hope that stays true. I recognize a lot of people are probably just going to go back to their old normal and like not really take um, heed of any of the kind of wisdom that they're learning right now, if they're learning wisdom. But everybody has their own process. I'm just, you know, I'm hoping that we kind of take some big takeaways from this. Yeah, totally. Um, yeah. And, you know, I think, I think it's interesting. We were talking about like doing this other episode about like what we see and like pulling cards. And I think it's interesting because, um, like we were like on the fence about doing it because like part of me feels like we're not really meant to know, like you were saying, like the day by day thing, you know? Um, but it has been really, readings have been really interesting because a lot of the realities I've seen are, have been kind of what's what the action that's happening, quote, past the pandemic and what's happening around that, because uh, I see a few different timelines as well. So it's just interesting to think about, like, what this time has been for everyone individually and then how we're going to shape the collective from that. Mm-hmm. Certainly. Yeah. All right. So we'll switch gears. Does that sound good? Yeah. Not complete. Um, so the Akashic Records. <laughs> so tell us a little bit about how you got into it, what they are, you know. Right, the stuff. <laughs> okay. Um, I hadn't really heard of them, actually, for a while. I, I had received maybe one or two psychic readings. You know, I was kind of aware of a lot of different modalities in the kind of world of quote-unquote spirituality. And it was actually you and another friend kind of at a similar time frame that were bringing it up and kind of wondering if it was something that Um, I would be interested in and you know I think for me I definitely have felt that I have some insight into other people especially those that I interact with Um, and it doesn't feel like it's these lightning bolts bolts of information of their future or anything it's kind of just information I kind of feel or sense about them but I didn't really have the language I didn't really have like the structure of a toolbox in order to really 
know what I was even tapping into, you know? And so I know you had talked to me about it, and my friend Morgan had it as well, and she recommended this book that I ended up getting by Linda Howe, um, and it's called How to Read the Akashic Records. <laughs> so it literally walks you through it. Um, uh, she's written a number... Oh, my goodness. Oh, no. Is it a timer? No, I'm sorry. That was my mother trying to call. Oh, I can't. Oh, no. So sorry for the sound interruption, y'all. Um, yeah, so she wrote this book about the Akashic Records, and... She's written quite a few, actually. This is just, I think, the intro. And she kind of walks through what it is, how to access it, and her way of accessing it. And she, so basically, it's this invocation or a prayer, kind of you're setting the intention for what you're doing. And hers was a little bit more uh, Christian aligned. And so I actually kind of created my own, channeled my own, if you will. And I just started playing with it. So, you know, I would try it on a friend and obviously asking their permission, I would try it on a dog and just see what happened. And sometimes I would open it up for myself. And it, it's really in the beginning, it kind of opened me up to a really beautiful, calm space that I, sometimes I would leave it open like all day long. Um, so I was kind of exploring it in my own way and I've kind of researched it since then. So just a little history, the word Akasha is a Sanskrit word meaning space or ether, um, pretty much denoting sky. Uh, there's some references to Akasha or Akashic records, both in um, some of the history of the Theosophical Society that was started by Madame Blavatsky, which is one of the original like groups of people that were meditating um, in the uh, West, and also Anthroposophy, which was Rudolf Steiner's movement kind of at a similar time. Um, so they talk a lot about clairvoyance and this idea that the whole concept of the Akashic Records or Akasha itself is there's some sort of dimension, right, in the ethers that you, we can kind of request access or some people have direct access to that is all the information of all that ever was and all that ever will be. So I kind of think about it like Bran in Game of Thrones, although maybe not as, um, you know, monotone and kind of, <laughs> <laughs> uh, you not, know. Not as Bran. Yeah, not as Bran. <laughs> but um, that's kind of how I tried to explain it to people for a while. But the way that it really makes sense to me, it almost feels like it's like a 7D, like the seventh dimension or something that so for example you as a psychic medium you kind of were birthed with access to that dimension that you it, it kind of bleeds out into your own or bleeds into your own world in a way so that's just kind of it's accessible to you at any time other people have access to it but you kind of have to develop in a line in you have to develop your your plug-in right and the way that I see it I open it up similar to you when you create kind of um when you call in someone's guides and, and loved ones in the beginning of a session, I kind of call in a certain access and I, you know, I ask for my ego, will, and desires to be removed because that is something that can come through if I'm not, like you have like a very clear channel and I know that you've developed it as well, but that's part of the process is really developing the energetics of what is you like coming in and what is um, this space. But it feels like, 
a lot of times it feels like it's this person's inner world. It's almost like I'm communicating directly with their higher self um, or I'm like living, I'm brought to that that space where the higher self uh, kind of exists. But it also really feels like a very specific doorway to that person and kind of what information they might need or want right now where it feels in the way that I just kind of understand it in the difference for what you do, what you do is kind of like any information is kind of available and it kind of comes in if somebody's, you know, anxious to talk to you or to that person, they come in forward. Whereas Akashic Records is much more, it's like a specific journey. It's like a time capsule for that person of what they're going through right now. So sometimes I'll be in there for a couple, you know, for a while and then I'll kind of get the sense of like, their guides are like, and that's all. And they kind of just shut me out. Like, they just kind of push me out. Um, And it feels like, okay, that's all that was meant to be said right now. Uh, And you can open it up. A lot of times I ask for someone to have an intention or to have some questions. Sometimes even in the space, I'll kind of be told, like, now they have a question to ask, you know, and kind of prompts it as well. So it's this interesting relationship. But again, as we've kind of talked about in the past, I'm really just operating as like a container and opening the space and the access and I'm trying to translate the information I'm getting through. So similar to you, a lot of times it will be images. Um, for me, it, it sometimes does even feel like this records location or like a library where oftentimes it's a I'm kind of brought to this really big, beautiful door that's different for everyone. And sometimes somebody opens the door for me. That's um, a lot of times it's kind of almost like a grandmotherly figure, but a lot of times it's a, it's just a guide or someone that like kind of manages those records for that person. Um, And then I'm brought into this whole different world. And for each person, it looks completely different. Uh, but sometimes I come in and I don't really have any tangible visual. It's more just that I'm speaking. Somebody's speaking kind of through me or to me, and I'm saying that to the client. So it also took a little bit of time, as I'm sure is the same for you, Alex, in being able to open up to the visuals in my head and kind of hold space for that. And then a lot of times I'll kind of pause and then try to uh, tell my client what I just saw and kind of get their reaction and then see where that takes me. It's hard to be really in the moment and telling them everything that I'm seeing while I'm in the moment. So it actually helps a lot if I know the person a little bit and I kind of have a sense for their energy because that's really important to me in calling that in, that I can do that in my own time and I actually can type it up in real time as it's happening and then email that to them and like call them and talk them through it. Um, that kind of helps cause that's a lot more detailed sometimes than when I do it, um, just speaking it aloud, but it's been a really interesting process and I'm still figuring it out. I think it's probably different for everyone. I know that you've had a little bit of exposure to it and kind of training in it and it looks completely different for you. Um, but it, it really just feels like this interesting space Oh, and now my dog's barking. Just a day in the life. Um, Yeah, it feels like this interesting space that now even I do feel like I have access to it kind of in real time in moments. Like sometimes it's hard to tell the difference between, you know, what is my personal knowing or what's kind of information that's coming through me that feels very similar energetically to what I receive when I'm tapping into the records. But the records is a very, like, 
intentional carved out space to be able to be in that energy and in that um, kind of uh, channeling, really, or, you know, downloading information. So it feels, I can tell the difference in the feeling, and it takes me a minute sometimes to really tune in. Just like a meditation, you really have to drop in. Um, but yeah, so that's kind of like an over overhaul, like over, like recap, whatever of, of kind of what it is for me. Yeah. I mean, it's like, uh, it's providing structure for, um, the reading that can really, I think provide some like really powerful guidance, especially like you were talking about their inner world, higher self. Like, I think, you know, we have these different structures that give us the information. Um, and then that's kind of like the flow of the information is there. Um, so you talked about clients a little bit, like, do you ever access the records yourself for, for yourself? Is this something people can do? Is it something that is, I don't know, what's that like? (laughs) Yeah. I mean, you know, if, if you feel called to kind of order this book or, or feel curious, um, I would try that out. It kind of walks you through a lot of it. And she talks a lot about, kind of different experiences and what kind of information you can kind of expect to to get there. And yeah, like I said, I practiced it on myself a lot in the beginning and it really opened up a lot for me in understanding more about myself, um, more of my inner world. But it also, like I was mentioning, is kind of was this intense training of really understanding what was coming from my ego or what I thought I wanted to hear versus what was actually coming from that space. So tuning into that space and really intentionally understanding what that energy felt like was important in that process. But yes, anybody can do it. I mean, I open the records for myself uh, quite often just to see if there's information there. Uh, But it is an interesting experience because when I do it for a client, it's as if I'm kind of on a vision of me walking into this library-like space and encountering different people or different visuals and things. So when I do that for myself, it's difficult because I'm not only the person encountering this space and whatnot, but the space is also mine. So it starts to get a little bit abstract, and sometimes I kind of have to... um, create like a different character as like a person that's walking through or as if it was a client and it's not actually me it's hard kind of you know when they say that you're not really supposed to draw tarot cards for yourself or do a spread for yourself because inevitably your ego kind of gets in in there somehow I do think it's kind of similar but it is a tool that most of the time when I open it up for myself I'm literally just connecting straight up to my higher self or to guides, and they're essentially just talking to me for the most part. It's kind of rare that I get visuals now for myself unless I really am feeling the need around a certain question and, like, super carve out 20 minutes where I'm completely alone and, like, very clearly going into it. Um, But, you know, again, I think it's going to be different for everyone. I actually have never received a Akashic Records reading I have never really talked to anyone else that does it. So maybe I'm doing it in a completely different way. Maybe what I'm doing is actually just my own intuition. I don't know. And sometimes I don't even know if I should call it the Akashic Records. You know, I don't personally speak Sanskrit. Um, And so I don't know. You know, it's kind of this interesting nebulous thing, as always, like we talk about. (laughs) But... Yes, you can do it for yourself. You can cultivate it. I would recommend it if you feel drawn to it because it can be a tool, hopefully, as it was for me, for sure, 
to help create structure in my intuition and kind of in these messages and information that I get um, that maybe other people aren't aware of or don't have access to. Yeah, totally. I mean, I think like um, the very little training I've had in Akashic Records and, you know, like have with friends who are clients like played with a little bit, um, just knowing like we can play with the Akashic Records and they're like, all right, let's do that. You know, like was connected to, which was different for the both of us was connected to like the idea of like the four floors that you go to and kind of what your role is in this life which is kind of interesting to think about but also like can you explain that more too because I don't know what you're talking (laughs) about with the four floors yeah so those like what I do when I envision the Akashic Records and then I've received Akashic Records readings of course from you and and another practitioner well two other practitioners and so um part of the tarot class that I did with Sage Sansone, who's amazing and awesome and does online tarot classes, FYI, um, and in person in Asheville is we had a group of like, just like this awesome group of people. Um, again, one of the people I met in that class, her partner like officiated my wedding recently. Like that's how close you get to people like, you know, like now a dear life friend. So Anyway, so we were, we were like, um, going through it and that, and, and they talked about like Sage talked about this and then another practitioner work with talked about the floors. And so you have like, your first floor, your second floor, your third floor, your fourth floor. And this isn't necessarily like one is the lowest floor at all, in my opinion, because I also think that there is no hierarchy in spirit. Um, you know, like that's more so where we get some of that, I think, quote, wrong. Um, so, you know, the first floor are doctors, lawyers, um, uh, teachers, uh, people who build society. It's like the, the build the physical, right? So you have that physical structure, engineers, which of course we need all of these people. That's the first floor. The second floor would be artists, creatives, uh, people who are reinventing the world, creating the world in a different way. The third floor would be psychics, intuitives, empaths, um, people who are meant to see and like connect to their gifts um, on like a, like kind of that's what they're meant to do in this world kind of level um, of things. Again, I say the word level there and it's not like there's no right or wrong level. (laughs) Um, It's not like, you know, I've talked about this before. I really, really don't like the term up leveling or things like that because it's like this idea of like, like our cells are constantly changing. And so this is kind of like on a cellular level where we're meant to share our gifts, right? So I'm not, it's not saying I don't know how to create structure or teach anyone anything because I'm not on the first floor, but it's, or how to be creative. It's simply like our life calling. Mm. And then the fourth floor would be, like the spiritual ascendants, which would be like the Dalai Lama, um, Pima. <laughs> uh, I mean, there's a, it's a, it's a very, very like select few of people who, um, like an ascended master who reincarnates people who are all spirit, all spirit. Um, and so that's kind of that space of that floor, of things. And so it's interesting because like I have a highly intuitive client who we did a reading and she 
went to the third floor or the second floor. And I was like, okay, so you're going to the second floor. And she's like, you know, this is kind of a relief. I don't really want to be a professional intuitive. I want to be writing and I want to be doing that. And she was like, that's kind of a relief. I like that. I went to this, you know, we talked about this creative life that she's meant to leave or lead in this life. Um, and so then what I'll see is like, everybody's a controversy. Like you said, the inner world is different. So sometimes it's like all white, which is interesting because that's like source energy. Um, other times I like see like these incredible childhood moments and in their inner child. Um, they're uh, most of the time it's like a hallway and like, there's a big door, we walk through it and then you see all the files and it's like, bring the file forward, which I use that analogy in my reading. So that's interesting to think mm-hmm. about. Uh, and then I sometimes clients will watch their lives on a TV, like a mm. hologram of a TV almost. And it's interesting you say kicked out. There's always a window and then they go out the window and into the ethers and there's some etheric thing they're connected to. So like a galaxy or the moon or something like that. And that's like, at first when that happened, I was like, oh my God, you just went out the window. They were like, I did. I could see it too. Like, cause a lot of times these clients can see it too. Like, and that's, that's like, that's the end. And so it's like this like hallway, the structure of the hallway. And then when I received the Akashic records, of course, my experience with you too, was like specifically how that works. Um, and then we did some Reiki with that as well. And then the Akashic records readings I've had that have been, you know, like different from that would be, you know, one of them was channeling and working with my guides around uh, future things, showed me a lot of like geometric things that I'm meant to be working in, Um, showed me a lot of like, like longer term visuals around um, my energetic layers and how I connect to source and things like that and spirit and all of that good stuff. And then, um, you know, like just bringing in the different layers of, uh, what information is helpful for me at that time, you know, and we talked a lot about that too, because with my reading with you, it was kind of like, okay, what do I need to look at in order to understand why I'm asking the question? Like, that's how it felt. And so it's cool because I like the Akashic records because it allow like, you're a part of it. Like you're, you're like going through, you know, I'm not like, Raya told me this information, (laughs) you know, like, it's like, oh, we access the records. Like it's very together, which is again, like a big theme of mine in readings when people are like, that was so cool. This is so magical. And I'm like, because you're magical, because you're magical. (laughs) This is your magic. Yeah. (laughs) Like this is you, like this is you. (laughs) I'm simply reflecting it back. And I think the Akashic records are cool for that because it's like, okay. So the example would be like, even in Westworld, if people watch Westworld, there's like a funny data collection thing about a library there. Sorry. Mm-hmm. Away. Um, <laughs> and then, you know, and then with the, um, I'm terrible at remembering these things because I always wanted Game of Thrones to be way more mystic anyway, but with the people who are in the library with Sam, what is he? Masons. No. I, yeah, I, I don't know. Yeah. But I forgot what they're called. Um, <laughs> Well, it's they're like the priests, if you will. Yeah. <laughs> the yeah. They're mm-hmm. like the priests. And so they, um, you know, are the quote protector of the information. If you've seen the show, the magicians, there's a librarian that's mm-hmm. really cool character. Mm-hmm. And like this idea of this library of information. And it's kind of like the same thing. Like if you had a library, if someone was like, Hey, there's, here's your book and you could like access information about it in an appropriate way. Wouldn't you 
want a little bit of that. <laughs> you yeah. Know, like, I don't want to know the rest of my life because I also like, am like very much you choose free will, but like just to, to kind of like get in a little bit of an access to that would be, I think is really beautiful, you know? And like a lot of times when it's inner child stuff and childhood stuff, it's like poignant moments mm-hmm. in these people's lives. And, you know, like that's kind of like understanding those patterns and those experiences, how they shape us and then what to do with the new information. Like, okay, I'm going to go back and talk to her, you know, like, do I need this intel, this information in my system anymore? Or can I evolve it into a new quote chapter? Right. <laughs> um, you know, and I love that about the, the, like, I keep saying the word structure, but the structure of the Akashic records, like to me, I think of someone who like, doesn't necessarily, they're like, oh, psychic medium. I don't know any, like, cause it's so highly, you know, I always recommend getting a referral, um, from someone who's had a personal experience. Cause I think that's good. And I think with the Akashic records, it's like a cool way for someone to dip their toe into like getting a reading that is really grounded in a very ancient practice that you can like be like, okay, we're going to access your records. Um, and so I think of that with, with people who, are like wanting to do that it's like that's a good a good place to to kind of go into does that make sense yeah I mean I think it was interesting when I was kind of diving into more of the research that it was kind of intertwined with a lot of these different movements when you know seances started to really um become popular like at the turn of the century I was even watching the Hilma F. Clint documentary the other day and you know she was she was involved with the Rudolf Steiner um, the anthroposophy group and was kind of interested in a lot of, she was leading seances and uh, most of her works were actually channeled. It's very interesting how all these things can be intertwined and there's moments where they kind of rise um, into consciousness and are used perhaps more um, as tools. But yeah, it is kind of this ancient um, realm, you know, that's been used for probably centuries in different ways. And there are many people that believe there are certain like ascended masters that guard um, the records. I do in my invocation um, honor whoever is guarding the records. Uh, I do kind of believe that each person maybe has different um, kind of characters that are involved in their records. And sometimes that could be a loved one that's just coming um, you know, forward. Other times, like I've said, it has felt like a librarian. Uh, I have gotten many experiences where books are actually kind of, it's for me, it's kind of these books that are brought out that are different records, like a book about um, lifetimes of love or, or something, you know, a book with a certain person in your life. But I can't really control the, the information that comes through. And, and so it's interesting, you know, I, I definitely resonate with everything you're saying. And Um, I know with you, it's almost like when you close your eyes, you can kind of sense what I'm tapping into as well, which is very cool. I've also had moments where clients or friends that wanted me to open up for them or that I asked permission for, um, kind of didn't understand the information. And to me, it made so much energetic sense. And I was trying to explain it to them in a way that, um, they could, they could kind of absorb, but, uh, you know, also as we've talked about sometimes, who knows, maybe, uh, maybe it's something that they'll listen to years later and be like, oh my God, or 
a lot of it too in the process of me doing it was kind of discovering a lot of this, discovering what I felt comfortable with with permission. And I, you know, feel very strongly about asking explicit permission. Um, when I use invocation, I use a person's full name, which I think is important. Um, but I also sometimes will ask energetic permission from people that I know very well, like my family. And with that said, there's been plenty of times when, I, when I've gotten the answer of like, no, like you're not allowed to do that, or I don't want you accessing that right now. Like, no, you don't have permission. Um, so it's, it's interesting how it all weaves through, but I mean, a lot of it in the beginning was interesting because I was just trying this thing, you know, I was just opening up to this world and I was, it was as if I was lucid dreaming and I would try to write down what I was seeing and then I would send it to a person and just wasn't really sure <laughs> what had just happened. And many times the friend said, oh my God, you know, the, I, I didn't know what images they were. They were very weird snippet, random things to me that made no sense. But to them, it was something very profound that like clued together some sort of knowledge. So, you know, I started trusting it more and more and just letting um, myself really, and that's part of it as well. Like me going into that space, especially if I have a little bit of a context, if it's a client that I've been working with, if it's someone that's a friend, I will sometimes sense that I'm like, oh, I don't like this or, oh, maybe this means this because I know this about your personal life. And sometimes I'll even start saying that thing and then I energetically feel like, no, 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 that's not for you to say. That's not what we're saying. And I'll have to switch it. So there's a there's a whole process in developing all of that. And um, I, I mean, it's interesting. I know you and I have talked about this before. Um, a friend of mine, I, I did it for, he actually had a a psychic reading that they, we had, we had said the same thing. So that it's, I just kept getting affirmations in ways that I was just trusting it. Because as we've talked about, a lot of these things are kind of mysterious. You don't really know what you're doing or what's coming through, especially if the information isn't for you, right? If it doesn't resonate for you, you don't know how it's going to hit the other person. But it's just interesting, and, and so much of it for me was just opening up to that space and, yeah, really recognizing what was me and what was the records and then being able to just let that flow more freely. Yeah. <clears throat> yeah. I mean, a lot of times too, I'll talk about how spirit builds on things that I already know, mm. even though I'm like, I will use the word obsessed with deciphering that in a reading. Like this is not an intuitive hit, obviously. Like, you know, like I try to be really, and, and you're the same, like clear about that, but it's just really interesting. I like that what you said with that, see it for themselves, because it is this idea of, you know, at the end of a reading, I always mention like that the reading will evolve with you. Like there's this, you know, look for that sign and symbol or look for, and, and again, that can be specific. And I find the more like my clients and I set that intention at the end, like I, they'll write me back these incredible stories, which we've talked about before, but it's so cool because you can't replace that like you know it's kind of like the teacher moment where like yes I can tell you two plus two equals four and you're like thank you I learned that <laughs> or just sitting down with that moment like the first moment you learned numbers right can like we go back in our lives and be like that light bulb moment where you got it yourself instead of a teacher telling you is so powerful and like that's the universe experience of like okay thank you records for this information. Now, how can I integrate it into my life and how can I see this for myself? And that's what I think is cool is 
is both of us in those situations are like giving people information for them to, you know, you can like tell someone how to bake a cake, but it's not necessarily, they're not all going to come out the same, you know, like it's like, it's just cool because I think that that is connecting themselves, like connecting clients to their own experience um, rather than like, oh, I've got the information, here it is. Like, and there's integrity. I, I understand that's an integrity thing, but there's integrity around like, you have to ask for permission, like with permission. Like there are sometimes in readings where someone's asking about something and I'm like, I don't feel anything. I don't think they're giving me permission. Or I have to like, kind of like, energetically be like hi do you want to talk and like sometimes the soul's like not really who are you and I have to like in a moment build rapport (laughs) and be like okay I'm this medium I'm doing this and oh no (laughs) sorry bless you (laughs) get a sneeze um springtime um so it's just kind it's interesting to me with all of all of that as well because the the integrity comes from the, the space of, of knowing, um, and, and of knowing what needs to be accessed when it's kind of like sometimes there are some astrologers who believe like that you shouldn't know your chart until you're like 30, you know, like some astrologers believe that like, don't give a chart to a kid or a teen or, Mm. um, or even in someone in their like early twenties, because, you know, it's kind of like let let them be and then utilize the chart later so that they can look back and be like, oh, right, that makes sense to this, you know. Um, and so the resource, I think, comes when people are when people are ready. And so I love that about the Akashic Records. It's just like hanging out. <laughs> <laughs> well, and that's why, you know, I, you also don't necessarily encourage, but you give the option. I do think that recording the session can be so huge because I, I've had those experiences with you, with other situations, with other readings I've had across modality later listening and be like, oh my God, because you can have questions in a moment and want to know information on something that's very relevant to you right then. But it's just like anything with life. When you look back, you have like hindsight's twenty twenty. you can really see like, oh, that's what I was doing and learning, but I was so caught up in the moment that I couldn't see it. And so I think it also, you know, pertains to this. You can have questions and want to know, what is this thing? What is this, you know, person in my life? What's this situation? What can I know about X, Y, Z? And it's, and it absorbs, but then hearing it again in other moments, you get to check with like, oh, maybe this registers harder with me now than it did before or more so or you know, it, it changes with you, like you said. So I really um, love listening to recordings later. And I, it's just so magical. I love doing this so much yeah. because I leave it being like, whoa, I just experienced an incredible different world that is totally that person's energy, like my client's energy. Um uh, oftentimes when it's kind of like an introduction and it's just like what is this world for them and it's not necessarily a very specific question it can be this really interesting I mean I've seen just crazy you know different worlds that are energetically yeah. connected to this human so it's very cool um and yeah I mean I I hope that it is a tool that helps people now and moving forward in some way and if it is you know something that they feel they can access themselves, I would encourage you to try it. Yeah. 
I don't have any sort of ownership on this. Sorry. I was just saying I don't have any sort of ownership over this, you know. I'm, I'm not claiming that I'm any better or less good than anyone else. I'm just, you know, I'm me. And so if you feel like you would like to get a reading with me, awesome. But if you also are just, like, inspired and want to go figure it out for yourself, great. Go do that. Yeah. Well, I'm sure there's lots of, like, online resources um, that people can access as well. I'm sure. Yeah, there's got to be a lot out there. I mean, I know a lot of different centers right now are opening a lot of things for reduced rates and for free. Maybe there's a training or or you could even book a reading um, with someone on one of those platforms. Obviously, I also am available, but it's just really whatever you're drawn to in your own journey. And somehow this just fell in my plate because it was funny. You and Morgan at the same time were kind of like, I don't know, Ray. I think you should look into Akashic Records. And I was like, okay, <laughs> I'll try it out. You know, here we are. But yep, it's it's yep. very cool. I don't know. Yeah, I mean, I've seen past live stuff. So I guess I was trying to think of how it is different from the readings I've had with you. And again, I don't necessarily want to be speaking for Akashic Records in general because I'm just one person um, with my access and my tools, but I have seen it for a lot of times. It's kind of these visuals. It's either the books or it's like someone speaking to me, like a specific character is speaking to me, or I get visuals and it's, and it's similar to your work in that way that I get visuals, but it's more, sometimes it's more of like a story. Um, and then it'll maybe feel like a past life or feel connected to a past life or, I'll get a sense of some sort of karmic resonance. So a lot of that does come up, but what is different is that occasionally, you know, someone's uh, grandparent or somebody that's passed on will come forward. But for the most part, that's not really um, at the forefront, which I know is a very important and kind of prevalent thing in your work is having those characters come through and show up. Um, so that that doesn't feel, or at least that's that doesn't happen to me as much. But um, they are very similar. It's just, it's a different access, you know? It's a different, it's a different reader. Totally, yeah. I love it. But yeah, I guess anybody can be, you know, semi-psychic and just get Linda Howe's book. (laughs) (laughs) Well, everyone, as we we know, everyone has intuitive gifts, so it's like, yeah, you know, absolutely. I think of I think of people who are wanting to wake up their intuition a little bit, and they're like, "Okay, what's some way I could do that? I could get some cards. I could do this. I could do that. I could talk to plants. What could I do?" And there's someone that's like, "Oh, okay, Akashic Records really speaks to me," you know, and then they're able to kind of understand their psychic abilities in a different way because they're just cool. Especially like I think of like I have a friend who's like a library nerd. She's awesome and has her master's in library science. And I like think of her and I'm like, that that would probably be what would speak to her hmm. when it comes to anything psychic um, or intuitive would be this idea of information being stored. And so it's almost like the archetype of it um, when you're connected to that as well. So it's just cool. Like if, you know, I, I think that like, it can be a part of someone's journey or and, and it can also be like the tool, which is beautiful. Both of those. Yeah. And I don't really know how to describe it as far as, was that like a one? Yes, yelp? <laughs> uh, there might be more. Oh, okay. 
Well, I don't know how to describe it as far as the different gifts each unique reader brings versus what is available and kind of accessible in the records. Again, I don't know, I'm just one person, and I think even if I talked to two or three other people, it would be so interesting and and unique. I think we've even talked about, you and I, Alex, about maybe a reading that you had or, or something. I know some people were talking about records in a way of, like, you can look up someone co- contracts that you have with someone, uh, which I've never received any sort of message in that way. I've never been asked that, though, from a client. I've, I've, um, I don't even know if I've really had access to that information myself in opening my own records, but I haven't, yeah, I haven't experienced any sort of like contracts which I think we've referenced before in that some people believe that you have certain um you know quote-unquote contracts with certain other spirits in or souls in this lifetime that you have kind of signed up to karmically learn something together um I I don't experience it as that but I you know maybe some readers literally see like a, a contract I don't know but that's one thing that Again, I don't know what's different. I think it's really just the person and what is what they are bringing and their access, their plug, right? Their line in to the records brings certain information forth, whereas another person would bring a different in a different way or something. Yeah, totally. Um, and you know, I, that that's what's so great is like we're all human, so we have this like this capacity to understand information on different levels and you know what's meant to be will be in a lot of ways in the sense that it's like um you know the first reading I ever had from a medium um I was exercising this idea of three people would tell me things and I would then listen (laughs) like looking back it's kind of hysterical but so then I had three people in one week say have you ever thought about talking to a medium (laughs) like very separate people in my life. Um, just like flat out say it. And so, and that's when I was like, okay, I've got to do this. And I booked a reading and like, that's what opened me up to everything. Um, and really like my path and my journey around that as well, because, you know, again, I grew up in such a, that doesn't exist environment. Um, so, you know, I just think of the person who's like, I want to get my two gifts, gifts more. And they discover the records and, and they're able to like connect in more to that, um, as well. Um, you know, because I think, I think like whatever, whatever your psychic journey is too, you know, the Akashic records being a part of it or being the thing, like, I think it's like both of those things are really beautiful around like, okay, what does this, what does this look like around opening up your own psychic gifts via the records? Um, because we're all tapping into that, that energy, um, you know, that source place. And so it's like a lot of times, like, uh, like I'll hear after a reading, people are like, I'm I've started to see things more. I've started to like, what is all this? Like, ah, I'm like seeing like things out of the corner of my eye. What you know? And I'm like, well, like we, you know, like you're psychically opening up, like you're seeing the unseen, which is a really beautiful part because we only see a certain percentage of things. Really. We have to like engage in that world. We have to build the relationship And I think the Akashic Records are a great way for people to build that relationship. Absolutely. And I think, you know, every single healer, every single person is going to be different. And that's something that maybe makes more sense now than ever. Whereas, you know, you can get trained in a modality, but no matter 
if you, no matter what your training is, you're going to bring your energy to it. So it's going to be different. And so right. just trusting that. And there's so many people right now that are building their own modality or using their own new words. And, um, I'm kind of getting to the point where I don't even want to describe it at all. Like <laughs> if you feel interested in like learning about it or want to interact with me, like let's explore that. But I don't know. I'm kind of over the whole titles and all of the different um, modality yeah. structures. So like, yeah, Akashic Records is one way to describe access to that like etheric kind of plane that has a whole bunch of information. <laughs> Oh, this is good. This is reminding me of the like symbol I saw in my front yard last night before I went to bed. <laughs> Which was this is like so. I, it's just like a symbol that that just like came to mind to like like keep the like grid because we like disrupted the earth with like doing plant stuff yesterday. This is so off topic, mm-hmm. and it just that all just reminded me. I was like, oh, okay, I got the grid. I gotta like you know like bring in all the new symbols for my front yard but uh it's just because like we're talking about it so now like my system starts to like spiritually resource even more and more and more yeah you're <laughs> tapped in yeah my candle is all also blowing all over the place but um it's just interesting because um yeah it's kind of like that it brings everything to the surface really my like guides that people are just giving me an example to talk about but I just thought it was funny because I was like oh shit yeah I gotta remember that symbol <laughs> because we're, we are constantly drawing on that that really is why that came to mind too because like you're talking about like new resources like the, we 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 put it in language in this dimension which is lovely language is is powerful but you know there's this idea like you know, I mean, Prince, he became, I mean, I'm sure it was more complicated than him becoming the symbol that formerly was known as Prince, but I'm sure that had to do with like copyright things, but it's interesting because it's this idea of like utilizing symbols and, and things like that. Um, maybe for you, it's like the Akashic Records, someone came up with that language and for you, it's like, okay, this is something different. This is a symbol. This is how I do things. Or like someone came up with the word Reiki or someone came up with the word psychic and like, yes, they're rooted in language, but like the language actually brings it to a place that we can all come to a, a mutual understanding of. And so that's interesting to me too, because then it's like, okay, now we move away from the language and into what the, what, what, what is new because we're constantly reinventing ourselves as humans. You know, it's like, you don't have to go back to the same symbols. You don't have to go back to the same language. It's that the access is always there, um, which is really cool. Yeah. I mean, I think we're starting to talk yeah. about a whole other concept that could know, be its know, own. It no, no. I love this. Well, but I agree. Podcast. Like anything yeah. that's using language is kind of translating the truth. And the original truth is the feeling. So right. I would say, and I think we're, we're remembering that kind of our generation right. is bringing those concepts that are like very old back. And so it's just, it's about what you feel. And it's the same thing, like what we're talking about with the information that we're getting. It's a feeling and the feeling could change depending on a lot of free will situations or who knows what. So again, nothing, of, nothing around this is like definitive. Um, right. And language kind of does make it a little bit more mysterious, but mm-hmm. it's amazing to kind of explore. So, yeah. Yeah. Well, everyone go look up the Akashic Records. Yes. Thanks for sharing yet again on 
some cool topics. Absolutely. I hope it um, kind of broke it down for some everyone, people. Yeah. Yeah, exactly. Um, and always message us with questions, anything like that. And um, have a good day, everyone. Bye, y'all. Bye.